Hello future listener and welcome to the past. How is the future going? Did I make it? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I have to believe I made it. And do you wonder how I did it? Well, this podcast documents my journey, the ups and downs and all the hard lessons learned. So, without further ado, let me present you the star of the podcast. Drum roll, please. Oh, wait, me? <laughs> my name is Dan Chodimkov and this is the story of how I became a millionaire. Or at least I hope so. Hello everybody, my name is Dan Chodimkov and welcome to another episode of Sweet Buzz. You see, I've started adding my name and, and the name of the podcast on the tight on at the beginning because I've realized I have to do that. Um, also, another thing I've realized is that I talk less and less about B2B sales, which is really what I'm passionate about. And I'm talking about more on the psychologist part of, of running a company. So uh, on this podcast, on this episode, I actually wanted to talk about the, the marketing-driven sales versus the, the sales-driven sales. Uh, as you know, I've launched a book oof, late August, early September, and it is one of the first concepts that, that got me puzzling that I wanted to to write about it and also I wanted to share with you guys. I mean, uh, when we're talking about how you can generate a new client, uh, there are different ways. But generally, in the world of marketing and sales, uh, we divide them either as an inbound or as an outbound, whether it's a marketing-driven sales or whether it's a sales-driven sales. And let me just give you the, the differentiation. When we're talking usually about the marketing-driven sales, it means that yeah, you are actually generating traffic. I mean, you're putting ads, you're putting content, you're putting stuff out there and you're generating traffic in order to come to a front-end funnel. And that front-end funnel, they are actually asked for some small commitment, whether it's give me your email, if it's something for free, or if it's three, five, ten euros or dollars that they can buy some cheap service in order to get them into the next stage. And after that, you have your email, you're starting them with an email sequence, it's like SOS, so popular sequence. Over the course of five days, five days, you're really making a, an interesting journey through the five emails with the hope of getting them to come on a webinar. And if they don't, you're putting them into a newsletter, which you're continuing with the content. Now you realize why we all receive so many emails out there. But the main point is to bring them on a webinar. When, when they come on the webinar, you can present one hour, give them a nice offer, pitch them. If they like it, they buy it and they become a new client. So you see, the marketing-driven sales is quite simple. I mean, high-level high overview because uh, you have a funnel, you have something that is cheap, free, or something that's convenient. You generate some traffic toward it. People subscribe or buy it. And then through emails, you're trying to bring them to a more expensive solution where you have to deliver it on a webinar so they can see how it can help them. And if they like it, they become a client. Sounds pretty simple, right? Well, yeah, on the high level, it is really simple. I mean, there are a lot of advantages to the marketing-driven sales. Uh, for example, it's an automated process. Uh, I've seen a lot of websites that, yeah, you put ads on the front-end funnel, emails automated, newsletter is automated, even the webinars are pre-recorded, so you don't need to do anything until, until they buy. And also, the front-end funnel is usually free or, or low-value, just enough to, to cover the, the ads cost. And prospect come in, they buy the cheap stuff. If they like it, if they see the value in it, they want more stuff and they're going to buy more stuff from you. So it is really interesting way. However, 
the main disadvantage in the marketing-driven sales is that uh, it's a fishing with a net. And of course, it will catch a lot of irrelevant leads. People will come on your funnel, realize they're not relevant, and you're actually paying for the traffic, which means that you're generating traffic that is not relevant, and that is a wastage. Of course, with the ads, you can choose, you can target, you can narrow, you can do a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, with the content, you're usually casting a net and hoping that the right people will come in. Um, on the other hand, now I wanted to, to talk about the, the second concept, uh, which is actually the, the sales-driven sales. I mean, this is where you don't use marketing, but you have the sales department to generate sales. In the previous example, as you see, marketing department is generating the sales. In the sales-driven sales, is like you're building the database of prospect of prospects then you're actually qualifying are these good enough for me are they not good enough for me once you have the qualified prospect then you're doing the cold outreach whether it could be an email a linkedin cold calling even and you're reaching out to them with the hope of scheduling a meeting once you book the meeting you go to the meeting you present what you have you deliver you make a promote you make an offer people will don't buy people will buy and the one that buy you have a client so, as you can see, it's more sales-driven because you're proactively reaching out to prospects, you're qualifying them if they're relevant, you reach out to qualified prospects, engage with them, and bring them on a meeting in order to, to become a client. So, the main advantage here is obviously that you're always working with highly targeted prospects because at the early stage in the building of the database, you're disqualifying all the non-relevant. So, you're not waiting for them to come to you. You're actually reaching out to them. And there is some really good predictability here. You know exactly on a daily, weekly, or even on a monthly basis, you know how many you've added to the database, how many you've reached out, how many responded, what's your response rate, and you have the predictability here. I mean, I don't know if you know the book by Aaron Ross, but Predictable Prospecting is a really strong book if you want to learn more about this. I mean, of course, Sweet Leads is also a good book that talks about B2B lead generation. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. You know that it's my book, so I had to, to put it there. Uh, the main disadvantage, because there is no perfect system. If there was a perfect, everybody would do it. But the main disadvantage is it's really intensive. It's a labor intensive. It's costly. It's time consuming. You need to qualify. You need to reach out to them. And then some will say, no, thank you. Someone will say, let me think about it. And then you need to follow up and schedule a meeting and then do the meetings and then new follow-ups. So not everybody opt in for the sales-driven sales. Now, ask me which one is better, really. Which one is better? Is it better to have a marketing-driven sales or is it better to, to have a sales-driven sales? And me, as a consultant, I have the most obvious answer. It depends. It depends on what are you trying to do. I mean, if you have a very expensive service, it's like 50,000 euros, there's no way you can put a Facebook ad and people will just click the flashy LED and swipe their 50K, 50K service with their credit card. I mean, I wish if it, it was that simple, that then everybody will be rich. But it doesn't work like that. So with cheaper services, with cheaper products, yeah, you can bring it with marketing-driven sales. Uh, with more expensive sales, you can drive the marketing-driven sales to buy the cheaper one, and then with the nurturing, you can bring them to the more expensive. But when it comes to, to more expensive sales, like high-ticket service providing, the sales-driven sales is, is better. Now, whether one could be better than the other one, 
it depends on the situation, but the synergy between these two is usually what makes the perfect combination. Why do you think that big companies have marketing and sales department? It's not like they have some extra money to burn. So it's like if sales driven was better, everybody would just use sales. Nobody would do marketing. If marketing was better, everybody would do marketing. Nobody would do sales. So I think that the synergy between marketing and sales driven sales is something that does the magic. If you have a marketing uh, that generates traffic that brings them to a funnel and then the sales picks them up and continues with the meeting, it's a good mix. If you have a sales driven, which is building the database and reaching out to them, but then have a marketing support, you know how easy it is when you reach out to a cold prospect, but you have plenty of social proof, testimonials, case studies, and everything to show. Or when you reach out to a cold prospect, they're like, who's this guy? Let, let me check them out. And they come to your website and they read about you and they check out your blogs and they read the content and they see the ebooks and the books and all the other marketing collateral that you have. And they're going to check out your case studies and that helps a lot. If you have a sales-driven approach where you're proactively reaching out to cold prospects, well, having the marketing collateral and marketing support helps significantly. So, guys, if you ask me what's the best way, again, it depends on what is your service. And the best way is actually using the synergy between the sales and the marketing. In BSB specifically, yeah, we use the sales approach with the support of marketing. So we are primary sales guys with the support of marketing. And I think that other consultancy, coaches, trainers, software companies, and agencies should focus more on the sales driven because generating content is good, but you still need the, the outreach process. And if you believe that you can work with only marketing or only with sales, don't fool yourself. I mean, why do you think that big companies actually have them both? They're bored? Of course not. They see the value in both and the synergy that comes with them. That's all for today, guys. I really wanted to, to start talking about specific parts from the book because I know the value. And for the people that didn't have the time to, to look at the sweet leads, well, this is actually what we cover in, in the, at the beginning. Uh, we do have the ZZ framework, but I will actually cover that in, a, in a, some other time when, when I have more time to talk about the, the framework that we use. That's all for me, guys. Have a great day and we talk to you later. Bye. So, did you enjoy the podcast? Feel free to subscribe so you'll be notified whenever I post a new episode. Do you know a friend that could benefit from this podcast? Well, share it with them and with the rest of the world. I would really appreciate that. Have a great day and talk to you soon.